Welcome back, meatbags. It's that time again. Um, fuck. Yeah, a lot of shit going on lately. Uh, blockades and all that fucking nonsense. But I can't, you know what? I can't even be bothered right now. Like, to me, I've got to let all that shit marinate a little more before... You know, I've made some comments on Twitter and whatever. Because and, I'm torn, right? Because in my libertarian sense... And, like, I'm not even... This isn't even going to be the topic. But what I'm saying is the reason I'm not getting into it... Everyone seems to have a fucking opinion. And I think the real only opinion is the one that matters of the people that it's affecting. So we're going to leave it there for now. Um, let our fucking hapless, pathetic government fucking try and deal with it and not do anything about it. Anyway, um, oh, fuck, tales from the workplace, yes, let's go there, uh, you know what, I've had the joy of working in a lot of different companies, great guys, shitty guys, shitty bosses, shitty foremen, uh, I'm a tradesperson, blue collar to the bone, proud of it, you know, probably I'll never change, uh, barring winning the lottery, um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> where do I begin, jeez Louise, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've run into quite some characters, um, we had this one guy, uh, oh, fuck, here's a good one, so, uh, I'm, I'm up on this, uh, small oil sand site, actually, it was south of Fort Mac, this is many, many moons ago, but, um, so, you know, it was just a small project, but it paid really lucratively at the time, and the company was probably about to be fucking insolvent, insolvent, and I don't know if they're st even still around, but they, I know they were heavily in debt, because they were having troubles paying their fucking bills and shit, and they took a bunch of out-of-town jobs. Anyway, this was a gravy project, though, because it was Graham Construction, uh, great project, uh, Graham was awesome, but, fuck, the company I worked for, and not the company itself, whatever their fucking financial issues were, I think it stemmed from more of, like, the guys they had in, like, well, at least on, in my particular case, my fucking foreman, he was this fucking fat, rude piece of shit, like, Greg McLeod, uh, I don't know if I should be saying his name, whatever, I don't give a fuck. The guy was such a dick, honestly. If I saw this guy crossing the road, I'd probably want to run him down. But, uh, in case that happens, I want to just clear the fact that um, I'm at home. Anyway, <laughs> this guy was hated. Like, he was really hated. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's good to have alibis, because, like, who knows, like... Uh, my, we're miles apart, many, many thousands of miles apart, I think. So wherever he's at, I don't care. Thank God. Stay the fuck away from me. This guy was so fucking rude. Like, he was like about 400 pounds of fucking... Just, uh, like, just... Not even just rude, just condescending, racist, you know, just a fucking overall piece of shit. Like, you know, berating employees, especially the younger guys, which I didn't stand for because, you know what, the workplace has changed, right? And you got to grow with it, right? Times change. You know, I went through that bullshit. Like, little history. 
So when I first got into my trade, which I didn't choose, it kind of chose me. But to be honest, I didn't, you know, I was just like, oh, I fell into it. I was relatively, or at least, you know, it came to me naturally, right? And I kind of understood the whole mechanics of it and the science of it. And it made sense to me. So I worked for this company when I first started in it. And then uh, I'll get into later where I took a break. Um, but so I get into it. Uh, I start as a laborer. And then, you know, I wasn't even in. I worked for these guys for a year and a half. And it was a small company in Calgary. And now here's the funny thing. So this one guy, he was from like Nova Scotia or whatever, right? And, you know, a flat out fucking racist. And sometimes you didn't know if he was kidding, coming or going, whatever, right? And, you know, you know me being, you know, biracial or whatever. And obviously, you know, there's some color to me. And, of course, they, you know came to attention and you know I endured pretty much a year and a half of like you know oh so your mom's black you're half black yeah and then you know what the saddest part was I was nicknamed Jig and I didn't understand and then finally it was like another guy that was like I'm surprised you're not really angry like and I'm like what do you mean and he's like well just your nickname and uh Anyway, I, I was like, when they, I didn't understand, he was, well, they nicknamed you Jig, and I'm like, because, like, I guess they were a lot of them, like, a couple of them, they were from, you know, the same area, like, out east, and he's like, yeah, I don't understand, though, and he's like, and of course, me being naive and stupid, like, it's not like I'd never experienced racism before, I've been racially profiled by, uh, by the police, Calgary Police Department, you know, as a teenager, right? But that wasn't even the fucking point. The point was, it was like, this was such a new nickname, I wasn't even sure, because like, I didn't understand why they called me Jig, and I didn't really care, to be honest. It was just like, whatever, I put in my time, my my hours, which they didn't fucking pay me overtime for anything over four, I think at the time it had to be anything over 44 in a week, and, it, and yeah, anything over 44 in a week. So, I mean, I had been working Saturdays, all this shit, you know. Anyway, he, uh, he was like, yeah, it's short for Jigaboo. And I'm like, motherfucker, they've been calling me Jigaboo for a year and a half? Fuck me. Anyway, so, anyway, getting back to, like, this job at Fort Mac and this Greg McLeod guy, and it was just like, fuck, dude. You know, like, he was just a... Everything come out of his mouth was just garbage. Anyway, aside from Greg hating that fucking guy, like, he was my foreman, and he was supposed to be a working foreman who didn't work very hard, and he'd always threaten, oh, you know, if I put on the tools, look out, and I'm like, I go, dude, you can't even fit in a fucking, like, fall arrest harness. Like, no. Like, you're... And then he'd come and try and help us in the fucking boiler room, and, you know, when we're doing all the piping in there, and, of course, they got the wrong tanks and all this shit. Anyway, long story short, he's trying to fucking be of service now and, you know, show us. And I'm like, well, these bulkhead fittings aren't going to fit on this style of tank. Um, you're going to have to try something different. Anyway, so I'm, uh, 
I gotta crank this up because this song's pretty cool. It's a remake by uh, I don't know who does it, but uh, if any of you like, and I like mute, you know, I'm an old uh, '80s alternative, like '90s alternative. Like I'm gonna do a podcast on music and just discuss that shit. I wish I had somebody to chat with about this shit. But anyway, getting back to the story at hand. So up in south of Fort Mac at this oil, small oil sand site. We're doing this project. And, you know, Greg's sweating. He's in the boiler room. He's like 400 fucking pounds of fucking just, you know, blubber and gravy, you know, packed inside fucking skin. And it was just like, like, the guy came in for literally 15 minutes and I've never seen a human being sweat so much to the point where I was like now I'll be honest like a lot of us we didn't like him and we even said okay if this guy comes out working with us and he kind of has a jammer oh and the prime contractor didn't like him either which was fucking hilarious but I'm like if this guy has a jammer you know drops that and he's got like you know he's having a fucking heart attack or something like how long do we wait to make the call right then I'm like it wasn't even a running joke I'm not shitting you, man. We probably would have walked away from this motherfucker. That's what a fucking asshole he was. So, anyway, I know I'm cursing a lot. I've, you know, I'm a few beers deep. And I'm not going to really apologize for it because that's just the way I am. And I'm working class, blue collar to the fucking bone, baby. So, yeah. That's just the way it goes. Anyway, don't piss off the fucking guys. And you know what? I learned that from a long time ago. Uh... So when I've had experience running small crews or, you know what I mean, putting put in as an interim, you know, lead hand, whatever it was, or interim foreman, whatever you want to call it, you know, I, I figured, you know, it's the old adage, you know, you get more, uh, more flies with honey or more milk with money or I, I'm not even really sure how the saying goes, no. But anyway, the bottom line is, you know, You'll get more done without being a dick to the guys, right? And I had a crew of young guys that were absolutely fantastic. This other project I went to. And you know what? Like, you know, you give them a task. Find their weaknesses, find their strengths. And then, you know what I mean? Try and, like, teach them what you didn't know. You figured it out together. Anyway. Um, oh, I'm starting to get the fucking hiccups. We're going to pause for a minute. Um, I'm not going to have an interlude. I'll just jump back in because the next the next guy and it's the same project I was working up uh, south of Fort Mac uh, this guy was a real piece of cake and then I had another project I worked on him with in downtown Kelowna and yeah this guy was a real piece of motherfucking work anyway I gotta check on my wings be right back back bitches I had to take a smoke break gotta have my darts I don't, you know I can't smoke in my place or you'd hear me puffing away but Anyway, oh yeah, so next guy I met in this job site, and we ended up working uh, together at a job site in Kelowna. This is guy, uh, uh, Graham, fuck. Graham, I called him, well, that's his name, but he was white as fuck and, you know, Irish descent, and, you know, I called him Graham Cracker because, well, he's a cracker, right? He's white as fuck, right? And, he was racist and didn't even fucking realize it. And, he, you know, I'm not trying to get on a topic of racism here. I'm just saying, I've worked with some real fucked up dudes. Like, 
Um, you know, I'll tell you some of my curl stories and some of my other, you know, uh, uh, project work uh, that I did, like, in remote places and stuff. And, you know, and just in some of the other stories I've heard, like, you want to hear fucked up shit, fucking, there's some fucked up shit in northern Canada, and that shit really needs to be addressed as far as, like, how the, uh, the indigenous communities are, you know, basically ignored up there. But that's a topic for another time. Uh, I'm trying to keep this light and fun, and... So Graham Cracker, uh, he <laughs> now this guy you couldn't fucking make heads or tails if he was being serious, if, you know what I mean? He's one of those guys you just didn't know how to take him, right? And fuck, you know, for the life of me, I thought, oh, he's a pretty fucking alright guy, like I guess. But you know, then when I'd hear him talk about natives or fucking East Indians or well, any you know, any really anyone of fucking color, it was just like, holy shit, dude, you're yeah, you're a bigot. But anyway, um, so this guy had a real issue, and I didn't find this out on the job site in Fort Mac when I met him. Uh, we didn't work together a whole lot there. We met there, but him being from Penticton, I was in Oliver, fairly close proximity. We stayed in contact, and we, you know, like every project, they come to an end, right? And you, you know, if you hear of anything, yeah, 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 you know, I'll put in a word for you. So I get on this job site. For really decent company, unfortunately shitty pay, but they're actually the company was good. It's just they had to up their pay scale. They uh, I don't understand it, but anyway, I don't want to get into that. Whatever, you know, it kept me going, right? Kept me afloat. I wasn't making the money I was making up north. Kind of had to go, you know, back to my area, make make a little less, or made a lot less actually, and you know, just suffer through it, right? Anyway, so he's working with his sprint, and the apprentice comes to me, and this is on the job site in Fort Mac, and he's like, I don't know how to take him. I don't know if he's being serious, and he's pretty much berating this apprentice, and I'm like, dude, you know, just fucking relax, right? You know, good, you know, you're not a boss, right? You know, treat people as equals, and, you know, shit will get accomplished. Anyway, so... The funny thing is, and I'll, I'm probably going to wrap it up as far as uh, job site stories go in this episode, and I'll do definitely more uh, as they come back to me, right? Sometimes, you know, something just strikes me, ooh, fuck, this reminds me of a time. Anyway, so we're on this job site in Kelowna, it's a five-story building, it's for in- interior health, and good contract, again, shouldn't pay, and, but... You know, whatever. You try to make fun of a, you know, well, I guess, just, you know, a shitty situation, right? And so you, you, with certain groups, you're never going to get along with everyone. Like, I mean, of us in the similar trade, there's probably like 20 of us or whatever on this job. And so you kind of paired off and, you know, you found your, your kind of guys and, you know, where your strong suits were and all that shit. And me, I, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, just more well-rounded. I'm not, you know, a superstar in any, you know what I mean? But I can attack just about anything, right? So anyway, though, that being said, so Graham Cracker, we, uh, one day, because, again, this was a guy you couldn't fucking read. Like, he'd get mad, he'd get fucking hostile about shit, and you're like, where is this coming from, right? 
So one day we thought it would be funny, and we, you know, we're, and this is kind of hard to explain. So like we use buckets for seats because some of the work you did, rather than crouching on your knees, it was easier to just sit on a bucket or whatever, and you know, use it as kind of a chair because we had to put these inserts in the concrete to mount, you know, basically these carriers or however you want to describe it a holder for these sinks and whatnot right and so you know it was a big commercial job for us and anyway so we thought oh fuck graham's gone we'll draw a big fucking cock on there and you know throw a few veins and you know some hair on the balls right and now yes job sites are immature welcome to uh men that are actually boys and that don't grow up and fuck you know this guy fucking flipped his lid he come back and he's like who drew that so we didn't say anything we're like what do you mean well there's big dick on my fucking bucket lid and um and so uh I'm not sitting on this I'm not sitting on a dick and we're like well dude relax it's not a real dick and yeah, it's just a drawing, drawing of a dick. And, uh, anyway, so he got, he literally got so pissed off, he kicked the fucking bucket, lid goes flying across the fucking room or whatever, and we're like, holy shit, man, like, he's really fucking pissed off. So here's the thing you never do on a fucking job site. Never do's. Show what makes you upset. You gotta have thick skin. Now, I know the job site is trained... Job sites are changing, you know, you gotta be, you know, aware, like, there's, especially now, there's more females and stuff, so, you know, you can't be a fucking asshole and misogynistic prick, right? But, you know what I mean? There used to be a time, like, and, you know, I took my lumps and I just figured that's just the way it was, right? Now this, though, I mean, among guys, like, we thought, you know, fuck, dude, like, it's just the drawing of a dick. He even got mad because... Let's face it, and no, I didn't do it, but I thought it was pretty ingenious. Some guy drew a fucking dick with bat wings in the fucking Portage on. And he even got mad about that shit. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude. It's bat cock. No, 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 bat cock. And, you know, it was just a big dick with fucking bat wings. Like, and he was, it was just, and like, this just proved to his level of fucking homophobia or whatever it was. And it was just like, okay, dude. And <laughs> a bunch of us got together one day and we're like, look, man, maybe you're gay. And then he got really upset then. And then it's like, okay, well, if you're not gay, then why are you so afraid of dicks, right? Because if you're afraid of dicks, I think you're gay then. And <laughs> anyway, he got really mad about that shit. I don't know why, but he had a real issue with a lot of things. And a lot of things he was like, I'm suffering from anxiety. And I'll tell you more stories about Graham Cracker another time. He was trying to give me all kinds of advice. And I was just like, I am not taking fucking advice from a guy that's fucking 18 grand in debt to a fucking lawyer. But anyway, um, anyway, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he would lose his shit about a lot of things. Another, and then this is the thing he would spill the beans about certain shit, right? Tell the stories. And this is like, okay, well, you're giving us more fucking ammo because we know what gets you, right? And so we had this 
uh, t- young teenage daughter, and I know this is fucking wrong, but when she was little, I guess, and he worked at another company, um, he, this guy was like, he had a son that was the same age. They were like, at the time, his daughter was five. His son was five, and he's like, oh, just think, one day, your daughter and my daughter might get together, and my son will be boning your daughter. And you know what? He grabbed the guy, and he told us, full honesty, grabbed the guy from across the lunch table when he said that, and threatened to beat him up. And, you know, he ended up getting disciplined for it. It was just like, again, you gotta have some thick skin. Workplace, it can be harsh. Again, I was called Jig for like a fucking year and a half. You know what? Now, I exacted my revenge, just purely based on like, I didn't care about that so much as in the fact that you owed me about fucking, I don't know, 800 hours of fucking on the difference of overtime that was owed, which I ended up getting. But they could only go back six months. So whatever worked out to then, whatever, I got my money. Long and short of it is, the workplace, it is changing, but at the same time, you know, fuck, not up, man. Like, Jesus Christ, graham cracker, fucking guy. And I've, again... I'll tell you stories later about how he was trying to give me fucking advice when I was going through my separation. Coming from a guy, like I said, 18 grand in debt to a fucking lawyer. Anyway, cheers. I'm going to keep drinking some beers. I got to check on my wings. And I'll be posting this later.